I also eat everything that you say. I won't post something that I don't eat. Okay. How do you stay in shape? Like after you eat it, you're like, you know, you're running on your treadmill. Oh no, I'm gaining weight. Hi everyone, this is Helene, and this is Coming from the Heart. Today we have Samantha Schwartz-Alexandra from Philadelphia Food and Lifestyle, and she's hanging out in our house studio, so we're going to talk to her in a little bit, but for the moment, I'm going to say hi to my co-host, Alexandra. Hi mom, what's up? Um, what's up? Well, I'm enjoying this beautiful weather for the last two days. It's been really nice. We got rid of the rain. It's been a little bit rainy here in uh, South Jersey. But uh, other than that, trying to maximize the, you know, summer. It's going quickly. Yeah. And you know what you forgot to mention? Which is? Sunday was Cooper's birthday. Yes. Well, I... Cooper, if you don't know, is my dog. (laughs) And not only is he that, he's my best friend. He is your best friend. Turn five. He did. We had a little party for him. We did have a we party. We tried to put on a hat, which it was like said wolf, and that didn't really go out well because he... Uh, he, he hated it. He was like, he kept, you know how they like move their head and when they're trying to put it on, um, that wasn't really successful, though we did get a good picture of him. And that's but, what's most important. Yeah. And he had a little bandana on that said, happy bark day. Happy bark day. Okay. And I took him on a walk and then we went to the beach together. I took pictures of him. And then every time I tried to take a picture of him, he would move the other way. And all he wanted to do was bark at people, but it was a successful fifth birthday. I know. And you know what's so sad? You know what's so sad? We never threw a party He has never had a birthday birthday party. It's so sad. I know. But now he had one. Now he has one. So that's good. And he has to get a cake still, Mom. Okay. Well, he can celebrate my birthday on the 31st. Her birthday's coming up at the end of the month. It is. And you know what's so interesting about my birthday? I'm the type of person, as you do know, Alexandra, and my family knows as well, I always hated my birthday. I just sad. It is so sad. It's so sad. I want to know who out there hates their birthday. It's not that I hate the birthday. It's uh-huh. just I was a kid that just never got the birthday party at school. Well, yeah, because you're like, she, her birthday's August 31st, yes. by the way. Yes. So you're like in that weird It's time such a weird time. End of summer, beginning of fall, but who the heck knows what, you know, fall this year is not a fall we've experienced before. Never, never. So maybe it'll be a really good birthday because, you know, quite frankly, everybody else's birthdays suck too because everyone's in COVID. (laughs) So maybe it'll be a a happier birthday. But really, I think it's just nice to have a birthday just to celebrate that everyone is alive and trying to get on with their life and do what they got to do. And having a birthday is celebrating with your family. You may not be with your closest of friends. whoever is your family. Or whoever is your family. So it's a day just to say, hey... Let's celebrate. So have a drink. I wish I could drink. That would be great, but I'm still doing those vestibular exercises. So I actually really do need alcohol sometimes. I think Bud Light came out with 
uh, a beer that's Maybe. like, it Maybe. has 0% alcohol. Okay. okay, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to designate you to drink for me. Because you know Ooh. what happens when, you know, what? you know, when Chinese people get married, I just know this, that the groom doesn't drink. Why? It's just a cultural thing, oh. Alexandra. And uh, he has his best man drink for him. Okay. So I'm going to designate you <laughs> to drink for me. And my son will laugh because he knows that Alexandra has like three sips and she has a buzz. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so what else? Moving on, Alexandra, what else is going on? Well, you have some very, very cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, well, I was on we an get amazing the, uh, podcast. Drum roll, please. Speaking Volumes podcast with Cher uh, Costanza and Scary Jones. Oh, my God. So if you guys have been keeping up with us, now you know that everything is full circle because Scary DM'd us. And then, long story short, I was on their podcast and we talked about dating during COVID, which is interesting because now everything's virtual. So uh, we had so much fun talking, and it was so cool to meet Skiri and Cher. They were so nice, so welcoming, and so warm. And it was so much fun to have that opportunity to talk to them. It was such a blast. And they're going to be coming on our show. Yes, they are. Very soon. We're hoping. Uh, We don't really know yet, but of course we'll let you guys know. But it was such a fun time. And my time on their show cut a little short because of technical difficulties. It was Zoom and stuff. (laughs) Technology sucks. It does suck. It really is horrible. So going to be going back on their podcast soon and yeah guys check it out we'll make a post about it put it on our instagram story and highlights um it's streaming everywhere you can find your podcasts apple podcasts spotify iHeartRadio, and more yeah yeah so yeah i'm just so excited and proud that alexandra Thanks. had that experience and uh what a cool way just to talk a little bit about what's going on during covid of course give a plug for our podcast yeah and just meet someone who Gosh, who would ever thought? Yeah, who would have ever thought? And yeah, dating. It, you gotta love it right you do now. You gotta love it. So, t- yeah, tune into that. Of course, you'll give the update of when that's all gonna happen. So, yeah. what, so anything else to mention, Alexandra? How about, well, the election? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I can say is I try not to be, shall we say, too political. Like, I always was not too political in any of my grad classes that I was teaching. Um, I would sort of just give a background on the situation, shall we say, or the election. But um, this election coming up is so, so, so important. And all I will say is this, please vote. And please vote early because a lot of things because of COVID, as all of you are probably aware, are different now with voting. And it's really important to get your vote in early because the ballot system and absentee ballots and everything is really not virtual Mm -hmm. because we're still using the postal system. So it's a little, I feel like, isn't it crazy? It's so antiquated and we're living in 2020. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that are antiquated too. Yeah. But I think it's important to get your vote in early to make sure that it counts. So definitely do that because mm-hmm. they're slowing down the mail and there's yes. a lot of things going on <laughs> that are there out are, of your control. But what yes. you can control is yes. getting in your vote early. Absolutely. So please, please, please get out there and vote. And as Alexandra said, try to, you could like vote tomorrow. I mean, it's crazy yes. because you've, once you get your ballot, just, just send it in. And I don't think that, you know, the specific day of voting is going to be really that 
day anymore because yeah. of the ballots coming in late, absentee ballots, as you mentioned, and of course, people who have to just find the right, I don't know if polling places are going to be open. I'm I not really they, sure. They what... are going to be open, of course, with COVID restrictions, but I know that you can't sign up for an absentee ballot like day of. So mm -mm. please encourage your friends, your family, and everyone you know to go out there, vote early, and yeah, just make your voice heard. Well said. Anyway, so I think that's really pretty much what all we have to say about our, our very interesting lives that we oh, live here. Oh, yeah, you got to love here. our intro. And speaking of which, just some housekeeping, Mom. What about house? Like, go on. What are you talking about? Um, our very special partner, Play Out oh, Apparel. Of course. Yes. yes, yes so yes. as you guys know from last week's episode, we are now officially partners with Play Out Apparel, mm -hmm. and we are so proud to be their partner. They're an all-inclusive, gender-equal um, company, so you shop your style and not your gender. And so whether you're queer or you're not queer, um, they are a welcoming community, and they just want you to feel good in their clothes. So they are an amazing company and very, very philanthropic because mm -hmm. whatever you purchase, 20% of the proceeds go towards a nonprofit. Uh, for example, Black Lives Matter, Planned Parenthood, um, Immigration Equality, which is what our chosen nonprofit is, and a lot of other things. They advocate for trans lives, black trans lives, um, and many more things. So definitely check them out at playoutapparelnyc on Instagram and playoutapparel.com. So anyway, if you use our code HEARTPODCAST... Love that. I love that code. Then... Yes. 20% of your purchase goes towards immigration equality, which is the leading LGBTQ plus or yes. LGBTQIA yes. immigration um, rights reform. And it's just an amazing way to give back and feel good. I love that. Also, I was just thinking as you were speaking, um, when we were talking to Abby Sugar, who's the CEO, if anyone out there, of course, our listeners, if there's something that you feel very passionate about, if there's a nonprofit that you are advocating for, just DM us and let us know about that. We can pass that along to Abby. I mean, there's so many different organizations and so many, so much really good stuff out there. So if you've got something going on and you want to, you know, just get some support, they are definitely the company that would give it to you. And besides all that, their clothes are so super cute. They are. And I love that you said that. Again, they're such a welcoming company. And, and that's really why we wanted to partner with them. And so, again, check out all their nonprofits. And, hey, you never know. Reach out to us. Reach out to them. Your chosen nonprofit, something that you hold to your heart, could also be on their website. And people Absolutely. could check out and donate money to that. So, um, doing good during a pandemic. Yes. And you know what's so interesting that we are bringing up all this topic of doing good or feeling good? Because I know like when you're doing something philanthropic for, for a nonprofit, it makes you feel good about what you do. Yeah. We have Samantha Schwartz, who yes. is just, I don't even know how to even describe Samantha. She's just got so much going on. Of course, she takes these awesome pictures of yeah. pancakes. You have to check I out mean, her Instagram. Yes. Um, let, wait, let's pull up her handle so everyone... Yeah, yeah. Well, she'll mention it, of course, at the end of the episode, but... Like I said earlier, she's from the Philly Food and Lifestyle. 
Her Instagram handle is phlfoodstagram. And, yeah, definitely check her out because she has some really drool-worthy. Drool-worthy. That's definitely a mouthful. Yeah, drool-worthy <laughs> pictures. You just she, want to go through the picture and oh my God. eat the food. She has, I'm just checking this out, she has 18,000 followers. That's amazing. She's doing something really, really yeah. good. But besides all that stuff, I'm not going to totally give a spoiler alert to the episode because she's just waiting in this house studio to uh, have a conversation with us. She has done some awesome things during COVID besides taking some really amazing looking pictures of food. She's a person who is quite altruistic. She supports, um, of course, doctors and nurses and people that were in the front lines during COVID and, of course, who still are. You know, we have to stress COVID is still very much going on that are still in need of support, um, hospital workers, frontline people, and so forth. But she's just this type of person that um, I think you guys will absolutely love. We had a bit of a conversation before our interview today. So I just want everyone just to get comfortable, as I always say. Yeah. Sit back. I'm not going to tell people to close their eyes anymore. I want you to sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy this conversation with Samantha. Today, Alexandra, we're we are alive. On Zoom. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about our wonderful guests that we have in our house studios on, a, of course, a Zoom application, Alexandra. First time seeing the guests. First time seeing the guests. Anyway, a little bit about Sam. Samantha Schwartz is the founder of PHL Foodstagram, a Philadelphia food and lifestyle account which with over 18,000 plus followers, which that's pretty amazing. So exciting. She has had the opportunity to promote Philadelphia and surrounding suburban restaurants. And Sam typically attends and photographs events throughout the city for a new menu tasting. She also goes to restaurant openings and she is a VIP influencer during industry events. She has created original content daily plus stories static posts, and giveaways. Additionally, she reads donations to feed the frontline workers meals, which is amazing, Sam, um, from local Philadelphia restaurants during the COVID-19 pandemic, which of course is what we're still going through. Um, Sam's PHL Foodstagram has been featured on, get ready, Action News, Around Ambler, NBC10, and Philly Food Tours. So, OMG. Welcome. Yes. I always wanted to go on that food, Philly food tour. Well, you know, yes. maybe Sam can get All it right. to you. Anyway. <laughs> hi, Sam. How's it going? Good. Thanks. I'm so excited to meet you guys yes. and connect. So tell us a little bit about you. Why and how this whole gig that you got going on. Tell our listeners. So I started my Instagram about three years ago. I started for fun. I was always one to go out to eat, take pictures of my food. I would post it on my Snapchat, my regular Instagram, and all my friends would yell at me and just tell me that I make them hungry all the time and make a different page. (laughs) So yeah, I started the Instagram for fun. And after some time, honestly, I think it was weeks in. Um, I started getting emails and direct messages just asking to collaborate and for me to promote the restaurant. So, I mean, of course, it started out kind of slow, but I was getting excited because who wouldn't want this to become a side gig? Like, I honestly was doing it for fun, and now it's taken up so much time, and I've made so many connections, met so many people, got to try restaurants before they opened, and 
it's just brought me so many great experiences and I've made some best friends just doing this because I go to events all the time well on a normal day not during COVID I would go to events all the time and meet other Philadelphia influencers who have now become some of my close friends amazing yeah I'm like so jealous she she wants your job I want your job honestly I mean it seems so fun you know taking pictures and how do you get that like best angle shot of the food yes she it's all about natural lighting that's what I've told you she's she's yelled at me one time (laughs) I was trying I made these cookies and I went outside and she's like why are you dimming the lights I'm like, because the food. Right, right. How did you know about them in the lights? Was that, was, did you have like any photography background or, you know? No, and I don't even necessarily dim the lights. I'm more so for going outside. Like I bring my food outside if it's light out, of course. So now that all we can do is eat outside, it makes it a little easier. And obviously during the summer, it's easier during events and the winter when, you know, I don't have that natural light. I do use a portable LED light. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have the Kim Kardashian Lumi phone case. Oh, so no. honestly, I don't even know where it is. I haven't used it in forever because it's summer. But honestly, I would hold it above my phone just to get like that extra lighting. Interesting. <laughs> I don't even put it on my phone. Okay. I like to control it, but it's definitely all about natural light. It's hard to take a good picture. Yeah. Inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was just thinking of too is all the different food magazines that used to be, or of course that are still around, but before Instagram, like when did that all this food taking pictures of food and all that stuff start happening? It's definitely your generation because I can't imagine back in the day, although I'm dating myself, someone whipping out the camera and like taking a picture of something like a food item. So when yeah, you- I don't know when it became a thing. I feel like I don't know, maybe five, six, could be longer years ago. Right, right, because food was always photographed, but that was more of a magazine. You would have to buy a specific food magazine to see amazing types of food. I feel like it's probably started yeah. when everyone was obsessed with the selfie. You know, like yeah, everyone was right. out there trying to get that good picture. And right. then, you know, what's so funny though, and I'm sure you do it too, or maybe not, you know, but you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. And everyone before eating their food, and I do it too, you got to get the good shot of the food. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the beginning, when I first started this, my parents didn't really understand it because most people didn't. I didn't have like a big page at that point. Right. My parents were the ones that take me to those good restaurants. So of course, they need <laughs> photos there. So I would like whip out my phone, my light, and everyone would get so annoyed. They're like, our food's getting cold. This restaurant's not paying you. What are you doing? Yes, yes. Now it makes sense. Now I get some of those perks. But um, so your parents, yeah, now they're probably going, okay, she's good. She can take Now I understand. Exactly. That's so funny. Right. And I guess it's kind of a trendy, popular thing to take pictures of food. Yeah. Yeah. You see, like she was saying, people taking pictures of food. Your pictures, though, are different because of the lighting so everyone wants to come and look at your page and what differentiates Mm -hmm. your food instagram page from others Mm because there's so many out there so i definitely try and find different ways to stand out because there are so many philadelphia food influencers so i definitely try and get involved in giving back in many different ways I love when a company reaches out to me and they're like, hey, look, as a business, we give back in this sense. Like, of course, I want to work with them. Um, All about giving back. 
I actually host an event every year for my food page's birthday, just as a way to stand out. So the last two years, I held an event on a rooftop in Philadelphia. I hosted 250 of Philadelphia's biggest influencers. And when I say that, it was all kinds of influencers. It wasn't just food. We had fashion, lifestyle, fitness, variety of people. And I had it fully catered by a restaurant in the Philadelphia suburbs. I had about four different alcohol sponsors, like a beer, a vodka, all different kinds. I had a photo booth. I had a lady there um, doing like a connection board. I had photographers, just like a lot going on. And it was just a really fun event people making connections. I had swag bags worth a couple hundred dollars per guest. And Mm -hmm. I was promoting different Philadelphia businesses and helping them get their word out. That event has been great. I've done it the last two years. Of course, this year, I will not be celebrating in that sense. Um, I hope to pick that up as soon as I can. And because I had so many of my followers who I didn't know reach out and they were asking, you know, how can I attend this event? So I decided this upcoming year was going to be super exciting because I was going to make it a ticketed event with low price tickets. Everything would remain the same, but anyone could come. And I was going to donate all the money that we've raised selling tickets to autism. And I was also going to provide raffles and have that money get donated to autism. And I chose autism because my brother is autistic. He has Asperger's. So that's something near and dear to my heart. And I thought, what's a better way than giving back to something that I also have a connection with? So I try and stand out in that way. And another thing that makes me different is during this whole pandemic, I was trying to think of ways to give back. I know that I have like a decent amount of following and You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't really know what was happening. No one was really working. I had a lot of time on my hands. So I decided to give back to all the healthcare workers. My dad is a doctor. He's an anesthesiologist at a couple local Philadelphia hospitals. And I was seeing, you know, the amount of hours he was working, how stressful his position was. The surgeries were so much longer. It was just completely different for all these doctors and nurses. And they were all so nervous, scared, anxious during these times. So I wanted to give back to them and I was raising donations to feed the frontline workers. Wow. So I started out honestly just speaking on my story and saying, this is what I want to do. Like, if you're interested, please donate. And I didn't think that it would turn into anything. I thought if I get $20 donated, $50, like amazing. Yeah. Ended up feeding over 700 people working on the front lines. Um, I started at different hospitals. I went to a bunch of local and I would go to different restaurants in the Philadelphia, Philadelphia suburbs area and purchase meals from there because I am a food page and I want to support those businesses. So I would switch up the place I ordered from. I'd make sure to get a variety of box lunches because I didn't want the doctors having to hover over a pizza or a big salad and, you know, share those germs. So I tried to be careful when doing it and picking vegetarian, non-vegetarian options. And like I said, went to multiple Philadelphia and Philadelphia suburban hospitals. And then I also went to some fire departments, police departments, township buildings, because they're all working on the front lines just as much. And it was just an amazing turnout. I wish 
I continued to have as much time on my hands and could do it longer. But that is the reason I was featured on a couple of those news stations. And yeah, I mean, I definitely inspire anyone who's listening. If you have some time to spare, if you could give back, everyone working on the front lines are still devoting just as much time. And unfortunately, I don't know that this pandemic is going to end very shortly, sadly. I'm just, my head's like spinning listening to all that you did. And you seem so, first of all, you seem extremely organized because you had so much going on at the same time to be able to orchestrate your correspondence with the restaurants and of course the different hospitals. And I mean, you are definitely an angel of some sort. Mm -hmm. You know, your heart is as big as our heart with doing what we do. And that's why it's so beautiful having you on here because, um, you know, so many listeners out there, I think so many people in the beginning of this pandemic, and I'm glad you mentioned that the pandemic is still going on because Alexandra and I, I mean, we're at the shore I'm not negating everyone, but you know, the beaches are not, people aren't wearing masks. We know that. And if you're in food areas, they are, but the pandemic is still going on. It's still happening. And the news has shifted to some other something. And now it's like, Alexandra and I talk about it all the time. Maybe people, maybe they have forgotten. I'm not sure what they're doing in their brain, but you know, the fact that you it's still a continuum. So if a listener is out there and they want to get involved, there's still so many things to do. I think it's like when it first started, we looked at each other and we're like, what should we do? I go for physical therapy. I actually got in touch with them. I sent some pizzas to a hospital, like anything that you wanted to do. We have a sign actually in front of my house here that talks about, you know, healthcare workers. We bought thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Healthcare workers. Yeah. Healthcare workers. I actually, in my neighborhood, I started, I went outside and my neighbors really, well, if they're listening now, some of them were very into it. Some were, were not, but I started the, clapping. The seven o'clock, you know, like the seven o'clock yeah. clapping that's yeah. happening in all the cities. Yeah, yeah. We started that because we feel as, as you said, the pandemic is still going on and people forgetting. So what an amazing thing you have done and inspired all of your followers with a big platform that you have, because I don't think that everyone would be so willing to mm-hmm. be philanthropic mm-hmm. and, and to want to give back. So amazing job. Yeah. I also think yeah, too, that people don't know how to go about doing it. Like my little contribution was clapping in front of my house and trying to organize everybody to get out there just to take that moment of time. Cause we're in the suburbs. I mean, in Manhattan, it was different in other places right. in the world, in the cities, it seemed like it was easier for people to get out there with their pans, pots and pans and slam it. But just to feel like you're, you're noticing the, the mail carrier, the people that are in the stores, the, you know, the doctors, the nurses, all these different people. But I think a lot of times people may not know how do I, what do I do? How do I get involved? So maybe you could give some suggestions to that. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I didn't realize how much work it was until I started, which I mean, don't let that set anyone back. The thank yous you get in return and like knowing that all these healthcare workers are smiling behind their masks. Like that is what makes you feel great. Like I called a friend today. I just got another email from a hospital that has thanked me multiple times. And they actually just sent me a video of a bunch of the healthcare workers just thanking everyone that's donated and like brought tears to my eyes. Like it's such a good thing. And like, don't let the amount of work it is stop you, but you definitely have to start out by getting in touch with your local hospital or wherever you're looking to donate. You have to get in touch with their PR and you have to get approval before bringing donations. But 
it's easy enough to Google, you know, if you don't know someone working at that hospital. And if you do, that's even better because I'm sure they can get you that information. Yeah. Or call your local fire department, your local police department, township. They're all more than happy to accept it. Yeah. I just, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so worth it. And I think it's, you know, it's sad that a pandemic would have to happen to take notice to the people that actually always are on the front lines. Besides that also teachers. I'm a teacher. Like I have friends who are teachers. Right. The teachers who are, of course, going on Zoom and trying to, you know, support however they can, especially right. the little ones. Yeah. So I used to teach. I have my degree in education special ed. And I give those teachers that are teaching right now so many props. Like I can't imagine... I mean, it's just such a different and hard time. And yeah, I give them props as well. It's a lot of work. And especially with this day and age, there are so many kids that, you know, have IEPs or learning disabilities, even the slightest a bit. And they're not used to learning virtually. Like, it's so difficult. So no, no, I have the same thing that has a son who's autistic and it's tough. It's really, really tough there. It's really tough. Yeah, yeah. But um, what a good way, I mean, having that influencer status, you can do so many things with it, promote yourself. But really, I think what you did was amazing, helping promote your community and, and helping bring awareness, you know, full circle with food and, and hospitals. You just, you did it all. Thank and you. food, as we know, is the spice of life. It food is. It covers is. the culture, you know, food is just, it's so universal. Yeah. To, you know. So let's shift the conversation a little bit and talk about food, the main event. Yes. Yes. So, you know, when you're going about posting on Instagram, what makes you think, okay, I'm going to post this picture of pancakes or I don't know, <laughs> that sandwich I ate. Like the pancakes what, was amazing. Yeah, we saw yeah. that picture of pancakes yeah. and we loved it. How do you choose what you post and what's all that about? So it definitely depends on the situation. Like sometimes I'm working with a restaurant, a business, a brand, a company. So I go into that knowing that I'm going to need to get a photograph that I will like on my page. I definitely don't have a certain way of posting and planning out my posts unless it is a partnership or a commitment that I made. But I just like to look at my page and see a flow. I I really don't even know. I don't necessarily have an answer to that. I don't really plan out my feed. But, you know, usually when I attend events, which like I said, they actually are still going on right now. I can't say I've been to any. They're completely different now. They're all social distance from everything I hear and I see. But, you know, if I go to an event, I know in the back of my mind, I should probably try and get a photo to post. Um, And I kind of just feel like I know what my followers like at this point. Like we all love cheese. We love dessert. We love (laughs) unhealthy things. Today I actually posted something healthier, but yeah, over time, I feel like I just get to know my followers, like I said, and what content will do well on the page. Oh yeah, definitely. A cheese pull gets a lot of, gets a lot of likes. (laughs) And I'm gluten free. So I'm always like, Hmm. Any gluten-free restaurants out there that could like look good too? Because sometimes the food, you know, although we had someone on that's actually wonderful food, but Ashley, but you know, of course you have to, any of the gluten-free pictures too. I mean, people would want that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely try and do a variety. I don't know how many of my pictures are (laughs) gluten-free. I'm looking at some of that good bread and stuff like that. So anyway, go on. But um, what are some of your favorite partnerships that you've done or a handful that you've liked? 
Okay, well, a business that I just tried recently that's actually down the shore in Jersey. It's called Water Dog. It's in Ventnor. Yes, we love yeah. it. Stands out to me. I just tried it recently, and their lobster roll is probably like the best I've had. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that. So I was excited to work with them and going down my feed. I mean, honestly, I never post something that I don't like. Yeah. So if that helps. Anything yeah. on my page, yeah. I've enjoyed. <laughs> I also eat everything that you say. I won't post something that I don't eat. Okay. How do you stay in shape? Like after you eat it, you're like, you know, you're running on your treadmill. Oh no, I'm gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't work out. It's a problem. I just said two days ago, I'm going to start eating healthy. Do not everyone, like- everyone is gaining the COVID, you know, the freshman 15, everyone's out there gaining the COVID well, right now. COVID-19. Yeah. Sam, Sam, you look good. Yeah. You know, whatever you're doing, keep it Thank up. Thank you. I mean, I definitely try and walk a lot. Oh, well, you're walking. Me too. We love I try. Yeah, same. But I need to get more into it. But yeah, my favorite, that's so hard to say. I work with a lot of great companies. <laughs> Well, what's your favorite food? Do you do you have a favorite? I don't. I really like a wide variety of things. I feel like I'm not very picky. I mean, I love sushi. I love lobster rolls, pizza, Italian. But I would say like my go-to favorite would be either sushi or Italian. Hmm. In the normal day eating though, like what do you typically eat? It's really different every day. Like recently I've been getting into yogurt and fruit and smoothies for breakfast because I'm trying to be healthy, but I do enjoy them. Lunch is always different. Same with dinner. I really don't have like a go-to. Do you guys have like a go-to like Um, normal eating? I always have to eat fruit in the morning. Yeah, she's a fruit in the morning. Um, Fruit and hot water uh, because like I have some digestive issues. Fruit in the hot water? Oh, no, like fruit. And then I put like lemon in my hot water. Okay. And then I like smoothies too, salads. And then I feel like, I don't know, I'm just like not a good cook anymore. And my my skills have just gone down. (laughs) So every night's always the question, what are we eating for dinner? And who are we taking out from? No, and yeah, takeout. I need too much takeout. Oh, same. Every day. Not have takeout. I mean, we want to support I just local would restaurants. Like, yeah, but would like ra- to have a yeah. chef in the house and, and yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and have someone. Make yeah, sure. I, I don't. Have- <laughs> I think for me, I my whole regimen changed because I became gluten free when I was going through a lot of my health stuff. So it's tough. I don't like a lot of the gluten free products out there. I feel like they have too much sugar, too much salt. So actually, Ashley's restaurant in Ocean City, I would check that out. That's like a treat to go get something that I can know I can eat everything. But I think we just do a lot of fruit. And a lot of avocado. A lot of avocado toast. Yeah, a lot of avocado. I went through a phase where I ate that all the time. And sometimes when I eat something all the time, I like take a break and I'm not craving it, but I like it still. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's nice to spice it up. My thought and my question is, what were you like when you were a little kid? Did you like specific food? Like, for example, like, you know, now that you're in this world of taking pictures of wonderful, delicious foods from all these different restaurants. I mean, as a little one, were you particular? Were you picky? As a kid? Not that I can remember. I feel like whatever I was given, I would eat. I'm still not that picky. Right, right. I'm open to trying things. I definitely am. And I guess my next thought is, did you ever think you would ever be doing what you're doing right now? No, I really didn't. And like, I don't have any background in social media, marketing, PR, I really don't. Um, Like I said, my degree is in special education. I don't believe that you need a degree for what I do, but 
I've just been teaching myself different techniques every day and learning mm-hmm. myself what works best, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So did I ever think I would do this? No, but I love it. And I've also considered working in PR. I have not yet, but it's something that definitely interests me. It's, it's cool. I think sometimes your career paths change. I know mine changes yeah. all the time with what, and of course we're doing the podcast, which is yeah. probably the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Of course with Alexandra. That is. Oh yeah. Oh, Just yeah. we're best friends yes. right now. Yes. Um, so learning on the job and growing your business, do you have any advice mm-hmm. to anyone that's starting out like you? I mean, you definitely have to be persistent. It's a lot of work. Like people think Having a food page is super easy. Like, oh, you get packages every day of free food and you get invited to restaurants for free. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are perks, but I'm working hard for it. And I I don't think many people realize that you just have to be consistent. You have to learn to know what your audience is interested in and keep up with that Mm -hmm. and interact a lot. Like if I'm not posting every day, which I don't, I would like to, but it's time consuming. And during a pandemic, I'm really not going out taking many pictures of food. I'm still doing it, but it's harder for me to get that good content. And I can go to restaurants, but I don't necessarily right now. So you know what? If I'm not posting on my Instagram every day, I know I should be posting things on my stories, different ways to get my followers to interact, whether it's sharing. Like today, I have people sharing their favorite local business on there and I'm reposting. And then I'm also supporting those businesses and helping get their name out there. So definitely stay active. Don't give up. If it's something you love, continue doing it. And yeah. (laughs) Has the content or because now, you know, it's difficult to go out to eat and stuff. Has your content changed Mm. because of that? Not entirely too much because, you know, back in the day before this pandemic, I was always taking a hundred pictures of this, a hundred pictures of that. So I have photos. What you see that I might post today didn't necessarily happen today or within the week. That could have been last year. I'm not afraid to go back and use old content. I have gotten a little backlash from followers. They're like, well, this isn't open right now during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But then again, you should be happy that I'm not out there every day spreading my germs. (laughs) So it's not very different, but you might see more photos of things that I'm taking pictures of at home. When restaurants, though, do open, where are you going to go eat first? (laughs) They technically are open now. Well, Um, like the full dining experience. Well, when pandemic is over, whenever. Normal eating circumstances. So it depends if I'm down the shore or if I'm back in Philly. I would say if I'm down the shore, Chef Ola, that's in Atlantic City. I go down to Margate Long Cordaria, so it's only about 20 minutes away. I've been doing takeout, but that's probably my number one down there. And if I were in Philly and the weather's nice, I love going to park. I used to go weekly and sit outside. I just like the vibes. Um, and I miss that. There are a ton of good places in both locations. It's hard. I feel like you need to give us some. Yeah, we, we need some. Well, Alexandra was always the one. I mean, um, infatuation, infatuation looking yes. for restaurants. Yes. And I feel like yes. they might have been, I don't know if you would agree, one of the first food pages that, you know, was similar to Zagat, <laughs> but kind of maybe started the food trend. Yeah, they're definitely big on that. Um, where would your number one place be? 
oh gosh, I don't think I've spent nearly enough time as you in the Philly area. So I would have to look at New York. We went to this really good restaurant Mm. um, last year called 12 Chairs. It's like a Mediterranean, um, Israeli restaurant. And back when I was in Israel, when I tasted the pita, I like was completely like transported back to Israel. Um, So that would definitely be a number one. I know that they're doing outdoor dining but you know, yeah. it would be a little bit different. I, I don't know. Some good restaurant. I never remember oh, the name. Oh, so well, you're the, good with that. Yeah. And then when we were in Los Angeles for vacation, we went to this really good um, pizza Italian place called Milo and Olive. And oh, yeah, they had this like garlic knot that had garlic stuffed in it. It was like ginormous and you would like pull it apart just ready to like go back and travel and get back out there because we too are really not going out and eating don't truly feel comfortable with that Mm -hmm. and I feel like take out of course yeah not yeah we had talked about as you know the pre-conversation too not having that comfort level yet because I mean it depends upon the restaurant really I mean some restaurants I think are doing a decent job if they can but I don't really want to be eating in a parking lot, quite frankly. And (laughs) when someone coughs, you know, I'm going to be getting that too. So, I mean, I just think it's really people's degree of comfort of what they feel. But if I had to think of a restaurant, it would always be somewhere down in Soho. I would love to just wander um, my son the and aimless I, and wander. yes, my son and I, and bring Alexandra along if we felt like it. We would wander the streets of Soho and just try to find some good restaurants. But she was always really excellent finding. But what place? What was the place that had the drape or something? That crazy Italian restaurant. I mean, I always find like these places that you would just never ever get to. So that's why she was just like, oh my god, amazing. Yeah. No, and there's nothing wrong with going out to eat now. Like the places are open for a reason. But yeah, I'm I'm at the same place. Like I don't necessarily feel comfortable. I mean, I've definitely gotten breakfast before most places open early and sat outside at a place. But yeah, I would like things to get a little better before. Yeah. Yes. So going about trying to find a new restaurant because you have that influencer status of, of telling your followers where to eat. There are any specific requirements you're like this restaurant must have, or how do you go about finding these really good restaurants? I don't necessarily have any requirements. We're talking pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. I don't really have any requirements. How do I find the places? To be honest, most of them reach out, which I'm very like fortunate of, grateful for, because I wouldn't really find a lot of these places. You know, if I do find places that I see and I'm like, oh, I need to try. Honestly, they're probably on an influencer's Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is where I find a lot of food, places to try. Um, but yeah, most businesses or PR companies will reach out prior to a new restaurant opening and I'll get to try it before it's open to the public, which is really great. And I enjoy that. I miss it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, they still are doing these events now. They're just very different and they're not necessarily events. They'll open up the days that you can go before the restaurant opens and it's not just one night mm-hmm. and they allow you to bring a plus one and you and your plus one have your own table. And it's like any other nice. normal COVID dining experience. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping shortly I'll decide to, you know, try it out, whether it's once or twice, whatever. But that is typically how I find out about a new restaurant. 
Cool. I was also just thinking regarding your business and what you're doing. Where, where do you see this in the next like five years? Let's say COVID's, you know, thank God is over. Do you want to bring on, let's say, an associate or someone to work with you? Because you mentioned it's it's a very time consuming business that you're doing right now. And you know, would you like, let's say, if, you know, someone to support that? Would you want to hire someone? Like, what is your future? I mean, I would love for this to become something full time mm-hmm. because it's something that I really enjoy and that would be great am I thinking now that it will be not necessarily I'm not planning my life for it to be but that would be an awesome outcome I actually was talking to some girls about having them intern for me because of my big event in the past I've done it all on my own and as you can imagine to host 250 people dollars into these swag bags so much stuff making 250 them it was so much work I mean it was amazing but it was so much work for one person. And I was talking to some girls about, you know, having them intern and help me with that. Unfortunately, like I said, the event wasn't happening. Would I reconsider this in the near future? Yes. The only thing with having interns is I'm very particular. I don't necessarily want to give out my Instagram password. Like I want to be the only person to control that. I'm also very picky with my photos. Not that all my photos are amazing, but at the end of the day, I want them my way. So me trying to teach someone Mm -hmm. to have the right lighting, like just how I like my photos is very difficult and hard for me. Maybe down the line, I will loosen up, of course. Yeah. But I want to be in control of so much because it is mine that it's hard. It's your your brand. It's basically- And you use the help. Yeah. So like my whole mindset with like having interns and with this event, like I was going to have them make them their own email and they could still contact these businesses and help me in that sense. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, maybe they wouldn't be doing exactly what you're doing, but I think that's like a small business. Like, you know, you want to have control like definitely starting, it's important to have support you know, with the podcast and like we want to make sure like starting out you're branding it it's your name it's your blood sweat and everything else but as you get bigger or you want to go on you definitely need to have people to support I think and definitely. then you know, not necessarily do what you're doing but support you maybe in other ways specifically even with you know helping out with the hospitals and delivering the food and a liaison I mean you gotta be like superwoman I mean I guess you didn't sleep much during that time. <laughs> the good thing about it was at the beginning of the pandemic, I really didn't have much on my plate to do in general. So oh. that worked out. But yeah, at the end of the day, I would definitely hire interns before having someone else be a part of the business, like full on. Yeah. But I mean, in five years, that's a long time away. Like maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you never know. You could have ambassadors promoting your. <laughs> yeah, she's ready. I'm ready. She's ready. <laughs> I want to talk a little more though about your event because gosh, it's so much work. How did you conceive of that idea? And also who was there? I feel like you brought so many people together that might've not been. Yeah. So how do we come up with the idea? Actually, it was more so the caterer's idea, um, who was like a family friend. He owns a restaurant, like I said, in the Philadelphia suburbs. And we were kind of just trying to think of ways to collaborate and help each other And he helped me come up with this idea, like, let's throw a birthday party for your page. And the first year, it was definitely a little smaller. I want to say we had like 100, 150 people. And that was our limit. 
And then we realized how amazing it was. We had the perfect setup. Also, if anyone wants to check out this event, I have highlights on my page from the first two years. The second, last year, it was just great. Like it was, honestly, it was perfect. But yeah, he came up with the idea and it just went so well that we decided we want this to be like an annual event. And sorry, what was your other question? Oh no, yeah, you just brought so many people together. Mm. You said you had Philadelphia influencers. How did you go about that and bring all those people together? So I did it all through email. I got everyone's email that I was interested in and sent them out an invitation. So when I go to these events, which I was doing multiple times a week, I was meeting all different influencers. And like I said earlier, they just became my friends. Like we would go to event after event and see the same people and true friendship started from that. So the first year, did I know everyone by name? No. My second year, yeah, there were maybe a couple people that I couldn't look at and say, oh, you're so-and-so. But for the most part, I've just become friends with these people. So it was easy to find them. And yeah, it was mostly just influencers. Some of the people that like were sponsoring the events, different business owners were there to mingle as well. And I had some people from the news there. Of course, it wasn't broadcasted because it was a private event. One of my goals for the future would be to get that broadcast to help raise awareness and help raise donations for autism. Incredible. 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 Yeah. So so you're, you're on to bigger, bigger. You guys can think of any other ways I can help the community that doesn't take too much time. Yeah. I love Yeah. We actually donated money to Mm -hmm. Elijah's Promise. It was like a local soup kitchen um, in the New Brunswick area because I go to Rutgers and that's kind of the way we contributed Mm -hmm. along with like the clapping. And Mm -hmm. also we donated money to the hospital care workers uh, with coffee Mm -hmm. and bagels with our local coffee shop. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I feel, yeah, giving back in a time where people are now out and about and Mm -hmm. might be forgetting. Right. And also the homeless shelters, there's so many people that need support you know, they need support, you know, so there's so many wonderful different causes out there, nonprofits, so many different things that, you know, we can post, of course, on Instagram and just let people know that, you know, there always are ways to give back. And I just know, and Alexandra knows, and my kids all know, when you give, you get so much more back. Like you were saying, the emails that you receive back, it's just, your heart grows bigger, you're obviously this very um, wonderful type of a person because obviously you're in this world for a reason to be able to do that. I'm sure your family is so proud of you and you should be proud of you. Amazing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, I hope our listeners, if they can get anything out of this, just give back. Yeah. 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 And also just go for it. I think that yeah, you have some exactly. great advice about just being determined and you know everyone might have different opinions about what you're doing but if you love it and it makes you happy I think that it's important to just go for it because doors will open and things will align yeah and I think it's just feeling good about you when you feel good about you that you're giving it's just it's just an amazing feeling and I think that you know hopefully our world now is is trying to do a little bit more of that I think that COVID, I mean, there's always silver linings to things. And I think maybe COVID has brought about that in so many ways with businesses now thinking not just about putting that money in their pocket, but also thinking about others that they can help as well. 
So yeah. unfortunately, extreme measures have to make people realize that or corporations have to realize that. But I think as consumers, I know for us as well, Alexandra and I, we will only maybe buy products that we feel that they're giving to other, you know, organizations as well. So, you know, the company's yeah. making some profit, but they're also thinking of others. Right. And actually, when I was doing this, giving back and feeding the front lines, that's something that I really looked at when choosing the restaurants I was going to order the food from. I wanted to see, are they giving to hospitals? Are they giving back? Um, or if they know that I am donating these meals to a hospital, are you willing to give a percentage off knowing that it's going to them? Right. Um, so I forgot to mention that, but definitely that's something that's important. And you want to support those businesses that are supporting people. That yeah, can- after our podcast as well, like collaborating with certain businesses. I, I really want to collaborate with someone who's giving back. Yeah, I just, you know, if they're going to give some proceeds of whatever they're making to organizations that need them, then I'm all with that. Yeah. So hopefully that's, I hate to use the word trendy, but maybe because that's yeah. so, that's not really what this is about. But it's, I think people are finally maybe starting to say, hey, wait a minute. It's just not about me. Let me look from left to right to others as well. And you obviously are an amazing role model for that. So thank you. And I think also what your page brings in is transparency. You know, Mm -hmm. you going out there and donating these meals and being so open and honest Mm -hmm. with your followers that that's maybe a reason why they want to engage with you. And Mm -hmm. that's why that you stand out maybe from the others, because you're just, you're real with their followers. Sometimes people let the number of people following get to their head. But yeah, I think that's a great point, Alexandra. I would agree with that as well, because you you mentioned at some point about you thinking about your listener, I always say, or your audience. Like, you know, I always think about that my teaching moments like what do people really want what do they want to hear you know and people know people who are phony and people really know who people who are true obviously you know they would want to attach them themselves to you because you're not you know you're just not a pretty picture or a delicious pancake she just wants (laughs) she just wanted to go through that I love pancakes and eat your (laughs) no wait I'm sorry did you make those like where did you go get the pancakes you were actually from a place called James in Philadelphia Right. Right. You know, free. next time, like when we all can eat together, we would love for you to like show us around Absolutely. Philly and get some good. Definitely, food. and I hope that can happen sooner rather than later. Well, listeners obviously know that like, you're not just that delicious picture, but you're so much more than that. So, exactly, anyway. I try, and also on my page on the highlights as well as the food event, there also is a tab with me going to different hospitals. If you want to see a visual of what I was doing. It's called Frontlines. That's on my highlight as well. And I also, I think I have all the news articles on there that you could still watch. Cool. Yeah, no, we'll definitely mention that and, and have that all to our listeners and, and promote all that. So, so we're going to wrap up with woo-hoo. a new segment called okay. Q&A. So we're doing a Q&A with you, Sam. So actually, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sad. We got no, um, we got no responses. <laughs> You're just more popular. You have that influencer <laughs> status. So you have collected some of the best responses and everyone wants to know, like, how do you start that good food page and stuff? So I'm just going to read some off to you and then you can respond. First one, this person says, I'll be tuning in. Yay. Excited for you. That's just, that's just a nice thing to say. I think some of these might have been answered, but I think they all might have been, but I feel like they are. 
<laughs> you can just mention at the end that we got some questions that were asked, but I mean, was there anything we didn't cover? When did you decide to be a brand and how did you transition into that? Do you want to answer that question? I feel like I kind of it. So kind of answer yeah, that. Answer. How did you start your page? Well, what's your you mentioned the restaurant that yeah, you yeah. liked. Mm -hmm. um, so we could do another segment if you, <laughs> if you want to. Um, I mean, is there anything that you haven't mentioned that you want to say in to terms our of listeners, yeah, to our to listeners, listeners that maybe your followers didn't ask? Well, I guess the, the question is, is there something that we have not yet spoken about that you feel yeah. is pressing right now that you wanted to get it out there? Anything that, you know, we pretty much covered. The I feel realm, like we covered it all. You know? I feel like we talked for a while and talked about everything. I don't even yeah. know. So should more. we do our segment? We could oh, do okay. our segment. Go ahead, okay. So our segment is called Heart to Heart. And this is a conversation that you've had with someone or an introspective moment that is changed for you in some way conversation I had with someone that changed I, or I was just thinking about the email that you said a restaurant got back to you or something Hospital, excuse me yeah no I'm sorry not lot, all the hospitals they sent letters and emails and that definitely like made me want to keep going that makes sense and also one of the interviews I did with Action News it was with Sarah Bloomquist and she interviewed my dad and I oh wow which was cool because that showed like you know, the different perspective, like my dad's the one giving surgery to these COVID patients, and then I'm one helping. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's answering the question. No, no, that, no, no it, it is. is. It is. Yes. So, I mean, really, I mean, it obviously that it made you feel that you wanted to continue on, that you wanted to keep doing what you were doing because you, you know, obviously people were acknowledging all the good work that you've been doing. Right. So, you know, or, or was there any like specific person that connected to you or you connected to that you felt like, oh, wow, this is definitely the journey that you wanted to be going on? I think just when obviously I was broadcasting on multiple news stations and I was hearing from people that I haven't heard from in years. Right. Uh, people I lost contact with, like there wasn't anyone in particular, but there were a lot of people that I just lost contact with over the years. So hearing from all of them and them just telling me that I'm a good person and yeah. they loved seeing that, that's something that made me want to continue going as well. That's like cool. all of the people from the hospital, I mean, I got voicemails even. Right. Oh, wow. Right. So I don't know that there was one person in particular, but just all of that feedback. Well, I think that's more than like, Th that's, that's, maybe even more <laughs> like I'm all over the place no, no, no. I don't think you're all over the place I think also too it's interesting you always are or have been a wonderful person but I think what happens is sometimes when you are in a situation like you were doing all of a sudden people take notice yeah and I think that's really interesting how that can actually happen because you were always you we were always us but then when you're doing things people oh oh wow I didn't know that yeah she had that in her, but maybe situations perpetuate you to do certain things. So right. obviously maybe that, from my perspective, that's kind of how I see you with this. Yeah. At the end of the day, like that's all done with, but I don't want it to be done with. Like I want to find other ways. Like it really yeah. made me feel good. Well, I can see you on Zoom. Yeah. I can see that in your face and your demeanor. So you are yeah. a gen, you are so genuine, Sam. And thank you. loved having you on. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys over Zoom and hopefully we can meet in person. I, yes. Yeah. Well, wear the mask. Wear a mask. Let's eat. Go oh, for no. a walk. And yeah. eat. <laughs> Catch me as I'm going by. She literally 
she walks a seven lot. miles, like 10 miles a day. She's That's like, amazing. I gotta go take another no, pandemic. I was doing great with walking. I was like, yeah, I need, yeah. It's, it's also because of my exercises yeah. because we have this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I need to, with vestibular exercises, it's really good for me to move my body and walk. Yeah. I used to be a really big biker. Like I biked a lot. And I haven't really been on a bike yet because I'm a little anxious about getting back on it. So that's something I have to work through. But walking has been my thing since I'm like professional now, since she like is. November. I was walking before anybody else was walking. She used to tease me. And then when COVID hit, everyone like, came out. Hey, like, you see your name. Gotta walk. There's nothing else to do. Exactly. But it is an amazing exercise. You can do it anywhere and, you know, and it just clears your mind. So get out there and walk, yeah. everybody. Yeah. So thank you, Dan, Dan, and uh, where can everyone find you? Yeah, where can they find you? Everyone can find me on Instagram.com, PHLFoodstagram. Cool, cool. And if anyone has any questions regarding what we've been talking about with feeding the front lines or starting your own page, feel free to DM me, reach out, email me. Awesome, awesome. Thank you again so much. We love chatting. and. This was so much fun. And keep taking some pictures. Yes. And and we yes. gotta get we all have to get that good Instagram shot. I mean, hey, maybe like when COVID is over, we'll be all professional photographers. Maybe, but we're, you're the best. You're keep the taking best. those good pictures. Um, oh my thank gosh. You, you know oh, what? Oh, 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 we are wait. so out of sorts <laughs> here because I have to say that yes, the end. Say, we're not used to the Zoom. No, platform. the Zoom is format is okay. Um, you're good. You can find us on Instagram at uh, coming mm-hmm. underscore from the heart podcast. We're also on Twitter at CFTH podcast. That's CFTH podcast. So people are not going to be able to understand. Um, we're on Facebook at coming from the heart podcast. And we are streaming on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and wherever you can stream your podcast. And so we have this partner and we've talked about giving back, you know, this whole yes, episode. Yes, so yes. we have partnered with Play Out Apparel and they are this all amazing, all-inclusive, gender equal company. Yes. And so if you use code heart podcast that's heart podcast when checking out you can find the details below in the episode details you will be donating 20 percent of your purchase to immigration equality and that is the leading lgbtq immigration rights uh reform if i'm even saying that correctly keeping her so Anyway, yes. Thanks again, Sam. You're the best. We can't wait. Thank you so much. uh, XOXO, Helene. Thanks. Thanks.